So let's carry on in our second episode of The Fairy Tale Detectives, which is the first book in the Sisters Grimm series. And I just want to refresh your memory. We've met Daphne, who is the younger sister, Sabrina, who is the older sister. We also met a really small side character called Ms. Schmert, um, who was taking the girls um, you know, on a train and they were being taken to what Ms. Smirt has said is their grandmother. But both Daphne and Sabrina are convinced that they don't have any relatives, but um, both of their parents have mysteriously gone missing. So that's sort of like the initial problem and the initial characters that we have met. So let's carry on. I'm super excited to keep going with this. Now the train pulled into the station and Daphne turned away from the window, cupped her hand over Sabrina's ear and whispered, do you think that she could really be our grandmother? Dad said she died before we were born. So I think that's really interesting. Sometimes authors show us characters through the conversations of other people. So we're learning a little bit about the dad through the conversation of Daphne and Sabrina. Because if we believe that this is really the grandmother, then that means that the dad told a lie to his daughters and it makes the mystery a little bit more curious. Not a chance, Sabrina said as the train came to a stop. Don't worry, we'll be gone before the crazy old bat knows what happened. Passengers got up from their seats and took their bags down from the luggage racks above. They tossed half-read newspapers onto the coffee-stained floor and headed for the doors. I really love the detail the author used there. Half-read newspapers onto the coffee-stained floor. I can really see the bottom of the train. A conductor announced that Ferryport Landing was the last stop. Ladies, let's go, Miss Smirt ordered, causing Sabrina's stomach to flip-flop. She didn't want to meet the imposter posing as her grandmother, but Miss Smirt wasn't one to argue with. The old crone had a reputation as a pincher, and she had left more than a few nasty purple bruises on back-talking orphans. Sabrina stood up on her seat, dragged their two tiny suitcases down from the storage racks above, and followed Miss Smirt and Daphne off the train. The late November rain was bitingly cold. Daphne began to shiver, so Sabrina wrapped her arm around her sister's shoulders and held her tightly as they stood with Miss Smirt on the crowded platform. When you meet her, you had better be polite or there is going to be trouble, Miss Smirt said. No sass, no back talk, stand up straight and act like young ladies for once, or so help me all, Miss Smirt, a voice interrupted the caseworker's threat. I just want to stop there. No adult should ever threaten a kid like that. That's really scary and totally inappropriate. And I hope that you would go to your grown-ups or to a teacher if you ever had someone say that to you or if you ever overheard that. Miss Smirt, a voice interrupted the caseworker's threat. The girls looked up to find a chubby old woman standing in front of them. She was dressed in an ankle-length navy blue dress with a white knitted shawl around her shoulders. Her long gray hair was streaked with red, hinting at its original color, and she wore it tightly tucked under a matching navy blue hat with an applique of a big fuzzy sunflower in the middle. 
Her face was a collection of wrinkles and sagging skin. Nevertheless, there was something useful about it. Perhaps it was the old woman's red cheeks and clear green eyes. Next to her stood the skinniest man Sabrina had ever seen. He had a full head of untamed platinum hair. Do you guys know what platinum means? It's another way to say really, really white. And enormous watery eyes buried beneath eyebrows that were in desperate need of a trim. Have you ever met anybody with really furry eyebrows? I have. He wore a dark pinstripe suit that was several sizes too big and held a wide umbrella in one hand and his hat in the other. Miss Smirt gave the girls a hard pinch on the shoulder, which acted as a warning to behave, and Sabrina suspected a last opportunity to inflict some pain. Yes, Mrs. Grimm, it's us, Miss Smirt said, forcing her usual frown into a smile. Sabrina, Daphne, the woman cried with a hint of a German accent. Oh, you are both so beautiful. What little darlings. I'm your grandmother Grimm. She wrapped her chubby arms around the girls and hugged them tightly. The girls squirmed to escape, but the old woman was like an over-affectionate octopus, hugging them and kissing them in their heads, on their heads and shoulders. I've never met an over-affectionate octopus, though. Mrs. Grimm, it's so nice to meet you, Miss Smirt interrupted. Mrs. Grimm raised herself up to her full height, which wasn't very high, and cocked her eyebrow at the caseworker. Sabrina could have sworn she saw the old woman's smirk. It's nice to meet you, too, said Mrs. Grimm. I am so thrilled to have helped you and the girls reunite. Oh, I'm sure you are, said the old woman, turning her back on the caseworker and giving the girls a wink. I really get the feeling that this woman, Ms. Grimm, really understands how yucky and nasty the caseworker is. She placed a hand on each girl's shoulder and turned them toward her companion. Girls, this is Mr. Canis. He helps me take care of our house and other matters. He lives with us too, and he'll be helping me look after you, she said. Daphne and Sabrina stared up into the old man's gaunt face. He was so skinny and frail looking that it seemed as though the umbrella he was holding would collapse on him at any moment. He nodded at the girls, then handed Mrs. Grimm the umbrella, picked up the suitcases, and walked down the platform toward the parking lot. Well, girls, this is goodbye, said Miss Smirt, as her eyes darted to the open train door. She stepped forward and limply hugged Daphne, whispering something in her ear that made the little girl cringe. Then she hooked Sabrina in an uncomfortable embrace. Let's make this the last time we see each other, the caseworker snarled into Sabrina's ear. Good luck, Mrs. Graham, Miss Smirt said as she released Sabrina and reached out to shake the hand of the old woman who looked as if the caseworker were trying to give her something smelly and dead. Miss Smirt, sensing disapproval, hemmed and hawed for a moment and quickly reboarded the train without looking back. The door shut and the train pulled away back to New York City. As happy as Sabrina was to be rid of Miss Smirt, she realized that their caseworker had left them in care of a complete stranger. Ms. Grimm's barrage of kisses continued all the way down the platform to the parking lot where Mr. Canis was waiting for them behind, beside the oldest car Sabrina had ever seen. Dingy and covered in dust, it squealed and protested when Mr. Canis opened the back door and the girls crawled inside. Is this safe? Sabrina asked as Mr. Canis and the old woman settled into their seats. It got us here, the old woman laughed. I suppose it will get us back. 
The car sputtered, backfired, and then roared to life, belching a black fog out of its tailpipe. The engine was an orchestra of gears grinding so loudly that Sabrina thought she might go deaf. Daphne had already plugged her fingers into her ears. Guys, wasn't that such an amazing, like, couple of sentences that just really made the how old the car was just come to life in your brain? Oh, my gosh. Mrs. Grimm turned to the girls and shouted, Put on your seatbelts! What? Sabrina shouted back. What? The old woman asked. I can't hear you, Sabrina yelled. More than six? The old woman replied. Six what? Sabrina screamed. Probably, the old woman laughed, turning back around. Sabrina sighed. Daphne took her fingers out of her ears just long enough to hold up the torn straps of her seatbelt. Sabrina rolled her eyes and then looked for hers. She reached down into the ripped up seats and pulled out a filthy old rope. I trust you to put on your seatbelt. I told you to put on your seatbelt, Mrs. Grimm said. This, Sabrina shouted, holding up the rope. Yes, yes, here. The old woman leaned back into the back seat and tied the torn straps of Daphne's seatbelt to Sabrina's filthy rope so tightly the girls could hardly breathe. There, snug as a bug in a rug, the old woman hollered. I love dolphins too, Daphne exclaimed. Not since I hurt my toes, Mrs. Grimm shouted. They totally can't understand each other. Okay, I'm going to leave it there. And I'm really curious to see where they're going to go in this old jalopy, as my Nana used to say. Um, I'm really curious to see where they're going to go in the car. Now, I want you to head over to our Padlet, which I've attached to today's assignment. And I want you to tell me, who would you rather be friends with, Sabrina or Daphne? And make sure you tell me why, okay? Bye, readers.